I first read and memorized Philippians 4, 6, and 7 as a teen. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I clung to these verses throughout my teens, 20s, and 30s. As my anxieties grew from doing well on final exams to long days in the newsroom to conflict with my new husband to raising small children, time and time again, God's peace did guard my heart and my mind as I brought all my requests, all my anxieties to him. It wasn't until later that I read these verses in their surrounding context. I'll start with verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice! Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. It starts with rejoice. Rejoice? What does that mean in our world of sorrows? As we wait today with the disciples, Jesus is dead, buried, hope is lost. But today we have the benefit of understanding the whole picture, seeing exactly what Jesus meant when he told the disciples, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. We can read Hebrews 12 too, that says Jesus, for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. When we know where our Savior is today, sitting at the right hand of the throne of God, a place of honor and power, we can confidently bring our sorrows, our anxieties, our worries to him knowing he is in control, even when it does not look like it. The message version says, it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. With Christ at the center, we can act faithfully, knowing that he has already done the work to save our world. And we are privileged to be a part of his work through our daily acts of great love. We can look at the people surrounding us and focusing on the true, the noble, the right, the pure, or as the message says, you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, 
the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. As we wait in the middle between Christ's death and his resurrection, between Christ's first coming and his second coming, we do not wait in the depths of grief like the rest of mankind who have no hope. We have hope. Christ is coming again. He will put all to right. He will destroy sorrow. He will cleanse our dirty joy. Let's pray. God, give us wisdom as to when to grieve, when to rejoice, when to act, and when to be still. Wisdom as to when to speak and when to be silent when to demand our earthly rights, and when to let those earthly rights go for a higher kingdom purpose. Thank you that your presence is with us in the middle as we wait for you to establish your perfect kingdom on this earth. Help us, Lord, to grow deep, deep roots of joy in the midst of the soil of sorrow of this world. In Christ's powerful and holy name. Amen. Amen.